Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Week five, Andy. We got a quarter of the way in the books. I uh, didn't really prep you for this, but it'd be nice to give out some awards through the first quarter of the season. You know what? You know what I was thinking of doing, and we would need to tap into a couple people just because this is like it makes like a fun graphic, and it's a good one for people to argue about on the internet. But I was going to do the six major awards. Um, who you think? Not not betting value. Not who you want. Who you think will win them? I'll do the same, and then we tap on like two of our favorite NFL guests, like Suma and one other okay. one. And, and we, we just, uh, uh, and then, you know, this is, this is fun when I announce, Hey, Dan will make a graphic. <laughs> Dan doesn't like uh, know I'm coming up with work for him, but yeah, I, I think uh, that'd be a fun one to kind of discuss who we think, but um, yeah, let's, we got a few minutes. Let's do awards. Yeah. Actually, do you wanna, do you, should we do it next week when we have more time? Yeah, of course. Yeah, because sure. there's buys, there's buys next week. For sure. Good call. Good call. Good call. Yeah, That's yeah, a great yeah. call. We'll, we'll do early season. And, and then I'm also the, the dick move that you just pulled. Like, didn't prep you for this, but. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All good. Well, uh, let's uh, let's dive right in then to Thursday Night Football. Uh, week four was, you know, a card that we were a little, eh, don't really love anything. Uh, and kind of the week went that way. Um, thankfully avoided some catastrophic losses, but uh, basically a little bit of a break-even small loss for me with uh, some of the halftime plays we made. That said, uh, very kind of actually into this Week 5 card, um, but I don't have a bet for this game between the Colts and the Broncos. It's a weird one because these are the two bigger underachievers through the first quarter of the season. The Colts even you know much more so than the Broncos. Their one win being very, very suspect against the Chiefs. Um, and the Broncos' two wins were ugly, uh, basically, on you know, on the back of their defense, this offense has yet to really find its you know its form in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Russell Wilson looks pretty bad, and Nate, you know Nathaniel Hackett doesn't really look to have much in terms of uh, control of this you know offense. Yet they're laying three and a half because that's how bad things have been for the Colts so far. Uh, this total is very low at 42 and a half. I think this has been pushed down a bit because people are maybe concerned about the Russell Wilson shoulder injury. Um, but if I was going to make any play on this game, I'd probably look for an over because I'm a sicko like that, I guess. Andy, what's your read on this one from an handicap perspective? I actually played a little bit on the under yesterday because um, it was 43 and a half, and that was – I just said, I'm like, I don't think the injuries are going to go the right way, and this is going to go down. And honestly, like, if it keeps going, I might just buy out. But the the Russell Wilson injury, I think they're just kind of being coy about that. The it's a it's a shoulder injury. It's just throwing shoulder. That's horrible. JT is a problem. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of injury issues for both teams at like super important positions. Uh, we lost, we lost Javonta Williams, uh, add that to the list of like, Tim Patrick was an important loss for the season. I lose Javonta Williams. You basically have the one running back who only fumbles uh, and only fumbles in important spots. So it, it, I worry for the Broncos offense. If, if Russell is you know, compromised at all, that's going to be a big problem considering now your running game is the one guy who has no confidence in holding onto the ball. I love the Latavius Murray um, signing, but 
Like I played in London on Sunday. You think he's going to be ready to go with a new team on a Thursday night? That's a big ask. Like, it's probably going to be Boone as your split, and um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if we get anything out of Matt Ryan. It's just been it's been super disappointing. His implementation into this offense. It's been kind of disappointing how a guy, a coach we really like and Reich, how he's kind of handled you know, getting this team together. And the injuries have been super rough for the Colts, too. We talked about that. How often do you have your best or second best offensive player and defensive player missing the same game right away in the season? These weren't like, you know, super predictable injuries. It wasn't just like, oh, the guy tore his ACL in week 10. Of course, he's going to miss. Or like, you know, Nuke, hey, he's missing the first six games. We know these things. Like it's It's been bad luck compounded with bad decision-making compounded with bad quarterback play for the Colts. And Broncos are kind of live. I think they've taken some money. Was this a, this was a flat three earlier in the week, correct? It was. It's been bouncing. I, I agree with the move, yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I would make the case for the over here only based on the fact that your defensive injuries I think are no are notable. Um, both yeah. teams being their most important defensive player in my opinion, um, and uh, really just no pass rush to be seen whatsoever from the Colts in this game. De- Denver's offense, if it doesn't look right at this point, I mean stick a fork in it. Um, Indy, for what it's worth, the Jonathan Taylor handoff, you know, the running attack so far for them this year has been such a minus that it has put Matt Ryan in an especially bad position. So now maybe if they're throwing a little bit more on early downs because there's no Taylor, um, maybe yeah, that, the that's where that's, I think that's part of my thesis, though. I don't think the game plan changed because they like Hines. They like Hines enough, right? I think the game plan is similar. It's just I don't think they said, hey, we have this super old quarterback who struggled. Let's make him throw it 50 times. Let's just change the game plan and because mm-hmm. Taylor's missing. Taylor's part of the passing game too. So I think I think it's similar game plan just with Hines. Grasping at straws here, but uh, you have Hackett, rookie coach, Thursday night football. You have Indy, who I think in the fourth quarter of the Titans game finally showed some liveliness on offense. I don't know. I mean, I, I get you on a winning bet. We're going to make a play at halftime of this one. Uh, so tune into Thursday night football halftime stream. Uh, let's move on to Sunday's game, starting with the London game. A second week in a row, we get to uh, kick things off early on Sunday. This is another one. Um, I bet this on Sunday, if you remember. I got this at four. I'm gonna have to go look at my look at my pending bets. Forty two and, and a half. Forty two and a half. Yeah, forty two and a half. Forty two and a half. This was another under. Um, the Daniel Jones stuff is very very intriguing on this and i think if, if you haven't bet this side and i think this total is probably where it needs to be now i'm not so sure you want to be firing away at this because it is very curious to what will happen at quarterback if daniel jones can't go Terod taylor is concussed like he's in protocol i don't think he's allowed to go you could be you know that the move here is probably giants if it's a healthy if it's a healthy Daniel Jones, just because the Packers offense has, you know, struggled to be anything near prolific, but you could be placing a bet and all of a sudden you're betting on Davis Webb. Like that's, that's not going to feel good once you get to Sunday, but like that's not how you want to wake up on Sunday morning. So it's, you know, I'm happy with my position in this under um, our friend over at four for four, Sam Hoppin does something called uh, just passing rate. Uh, over expectation the Packers are way down compared to last year and it's a small sample 
and we probably it's like the most predictive predictable thing ever. Hey, they were missing a bunch of wide receivers. They have rookie wide receivers. It probably goes up, but I don't think it goes up and just like completely flips on its head. But like, oh my god, this team is passing sixty percent of the time. I think they're very happy with what they're getting out of their running backs, and even when they do pass. They're passing a lot to the running backs. Like it's going to be an effective but slow plotting kind of offense where uh, maybe big plays aren't a, a super big part of the repertoire. And I mean, if the Giants are, even if it is Daniel Jones, and I think probably that's the case, but he'll be limited, um, it'll be a lot of Saquon. So yeah. it's it, this, this could be a. <sighs> I don't know. I made a good. I thought I made a like good a, case for the other wonder. Like uh, it's going to look more like a rugby scrum. Is that where you're going? Uh, yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of scrumming in this one. Um, and in general, uh, you know, both running backs are probably the most effective targets for each offense. Yeah. Absolutely gross. Uh, Aaron Jones versus Saquon Barkley. Enjoy London. Um, what do you no What do you think yeah. about this as a teaser leg? Taking Packers minus two and a half. Like, I like it. How, like let's let's just take it complete let's pretend the line's two and a half how often does that cash what should that juice be does that does that cash like 80 percent of the time 78 80 yeah 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 especially I mean, if juice... jones especially if jones trots out there limited or the potential of a web even the potential of a web in game which is real much like Tua going out was a real possibility last week jones yeah. ultimately getting you know getting knocked out of this game is a real possibility so yeah, Packers 78, 80%. That's a very solid teaser leg. In my yeah. Opinion. And again, a, a teaser leg, if you can get it at minus 110, you need to hit them about 73%. So anything above that makes it a, a, probably a positive EV teaser leg. Uh, I can't seem to get the second half of a teaser home lately, but I'm going to likely use We'll this get one this week, man. I know. I'm, I'm likely going to we'll use get this one, in God teasers. Damn it. Okay, let's talk about uh, the the one o'clock slate starting with Seattle at New Orleans. Seattle playing in the one o'clock slate for the second straight week, playing on the road for the second straight week. It would be, in general, a spooky, bad, scary spot for Seattle, second week of travel. But they actually have the travel advantage here because New Orleans has traveled more going to and from London. Uh, and so Seattle in a pretty decent spot right here. I sold this one down to uh, Seattle plus four and a half to get a better price. Uh, I think Seattle ought to be three and a half is my fare. And uh, really, I'm just counting on the fact that what we've seen from Geno Smith and really this offense overall is not a mirage. This is going to be a tougher test for them than we have seen from them the last two weeks. But the fact that we are four weeks into this season and Geno Smith is the best quarterback in the NFC is amazing. But he has a good infrastructure around him. The wide receivers on that team are great. The running back is performing well. The scheme is working, and it fits. It's perfect synergy with what Geno Smith is good at doing. So I think the Shaden Waldron and Geno Smith uh, success story carries through the first half of the season. It is not going to get derailed by a tired Saints team. I do think that there is a motivational letdown here for the Saints, potentially, because they left kind of everything out there on the field, and they got an A-plus performance out of Andy Dalton, and it did not matter against the Minnesota Vikings in London. So uh, all, all signs point to uh, Seahawks for me in this one. And um, I tickled the little Seahawks 40-1 to 1 <laughs> to win the NFC West this week. I, I know. I tried I, to talk you out of it. Let's have a good, well, we can have a good laugh at that about that halfway through the season if it's just totally effed. 
Um, but for now, at least, I, I'm I'm kind of excited. About I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with it. Like it's worth a punt because we're four games in. They're two and two, and probably it doesn't matter what the priors were. Nobody should probably be forty to one. Like it, it's it, it happens. You know, one percent of it, it it happens likely. Like it, it's likely a an even bet. Like it's it's about. It's about the right number, honestly, but it's a fun, it would be a fun one to catch. It's just a good one to have in your pocket. I said that. I said, like, you know, what the Niners were able to do versus the Rams. The Seahawks don't have the safeties nor the pass rush to do that. They've already lost to the Niners. What, like, and then, like, oh, I, I mean, the Rams, like, they don't match up good against stopping that Rams offense. Let, you know, they will get beat over the top by the Rams offense. And obviously, they already lost to the Niners. I think. If they beat the Cardinals twice, you're probably live. But uh, like, it's tough. You, you'd have to steal one of those games. Like their first, to to- hey, their first choice is their first chance is home versus the Cardinals next week, where the look ahead has them two and a half point dogs. Yeah, the Cardinals. Is, they home. would need, yeah, they'd need to go like three and three in division to, to have a chance. But forty to one's a big, big number. And then you know, all of a sudden the the who's the backup quarterback in L.A. Oh man, is it Wolford? It might be Wolford. Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking like, uh, hey, here's an offensive line that's beat to shit with a third string safety or third string center. Like, yeah, forty to one ticket is kind of like betting on maybe Stafford gets hurt too, and well, Jimmy Stafford G and isn't. Jimmy G are fra- both of them are fragile. Yeah, he's already got a bum They're elbow. Both- so and you know who else I, is fragile? Funny, I'm talking this. You know, you know who else is fragile? Kyler Murray. Fragile. Kyler Murray's been hurt like, every all, year. All three quarterbacks in your division are fragile. And you were forty to one to win your division. I don't know much about Geno's history, but uh, yeah, he's the he's the most uh, resilient quarterback. We'll call him in the division. And I mean, yeah, I agree with you on the Saints. I'm probably going to bet the Seahawks plus the points here. I have it four is what I think the number should be. Uh, I almost want to wait and see if we can get Jameis in because I think it's a minus right now. I still think he's not 100%. I think they're going to force him in. That's the other thing, too, about the, the Giants game. The Packers' pass rush isn't bad. Like it's, a, it's a pass rush. They're like, of of all the, hey, we should rush. Them. Like, do they think they're a contender? Like, why would they rush a quarterback? I guess the, the reason to rush a quarterback back in is because your backup quarterback is also concussed, and it really gets stinky after there. But it stinks to have to rush him back in. So um, if Jameis gets rushed back here, and I, I think it's probably smarter to just use a, a probably a top five backup. He looked very good against Minnesota. This is Minnesota defense. It's probably on par, if not better, than Seattle. Like I think Andy Dalton's your best chance, and the Saints deserve better. They probably deserve to win. That defense played pretty good for good chunks of the game. Uh, Justin Jefferson's an animal. What are you going to do? It was a weird travel spot. I think the Saints are – more like the, a two and two team than a one and three team. That said, it's too many points in a really, really negative travel spot. Coming back from London, not taking the bye. Um, we'll see. There's yeah, Kamara. The Kamara news is also super important to this. I don't know. I'm waiting, but I will likely bet some Seahawks. All right, we agree. Uh, another game that we played, or I played. I'm not sure you came along for the ride. Uh, I took the over in Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the case is pretty straightforward. Jags can get to 40 here. Texans can get to three and a half. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so this should go over the total of 43 and a half. Um, realistically, though, I like the Jaguars' offensive scheme to bounce back after a tough week with all those fumbles and in that nasty weather. And uh, the Texans can score some garbage time points here. Jaguars' defense, young, a little bit vulnerable, particularly at the uh, in the second level if the Texans can get anything going. Uh, to Cooks, anything going with Damian Pierce. This could be a competitive game. I don't love the Jaguars as a side here just because they are asked to lay seven, and it is a team that still has a lot of growing and learning to do, um, and they may have given you their best couple of weeks of football the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so uh, I still think the Jaguars are the best team in the NFC South. I'm just going to sit pat on my Jaguars, um, you, know, you know, South tickets, Super Bowl, AFC tickets and uh, hope that they get this one done at any price. But uh, the over is a bet for me, uh, largely because I think the Jaguars can score. Realistically, they can get to 30 points here. And I think the Texans can get to like uh, 14 or 17. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're, you're making a case for my bet. I did lay the Jaguars minus seven. I got it at a low vig price. It was like minus 106. Um, I mean, you're kind of saying the things that would – lead to a Jaguars cover. I don't I'm not sure if this happen how often this happens where a team plays a top two team in the NFL and then comes home um off a loss and gets to play a bottom two team. Like talk about a, a nice buy low spot. I don't know and also too like I get what you're saying that might have been like hey these are their two best they gave us our best shots. I don't know if last week was their best shot. It was for 10 minutes, but they also turned the ball over five times. Like That is an incredible defense to go against. And, again, when we get to the Eagles, I'll touch on this, but super impressed with what the Eagles were able to do because they hadn't had a game where they had any sort of trials nor tribulations. They're just up like 24 nothing like that every game. And, you know, the, the Lions did some backdooring, but that was really never in danger until the, the very end. So, I mean, it was nice to see the Eagles were capable of that. It was good to get punched in the mouth, I think, long-term for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, that said, the Jags' defense, young but good. Go look at the rookie of the year market. Two of the top three, I think, are Jaguars uh, on the defensive side. They have some pieces, and this is a massive step down to this offense. Damian Pierce had a nice run. I don't know if that's uh, going to continue against this defense. I don't think Mills is going to be the long-term answer down there, despite his obviously performing better than we thought he would where he was drafted. The fact that he's still playing, starting in the league for an NFL team is kind of wild. So it's it's a bad matchup on the road, Jags at home. I make this like eight and a half, like mostly because I've upgraded the offense and the defense. I like it at seven, especially where I got it at a cheap price. And I, I think I'm right with you there. I'm almost worried about the, the garbage time points not coming. That's where I tend to agree with the over because I have the Jaguars scoring and scoring and kind of uh, – I, I can't remember what I looked at, but I had it – I had maybe it was the defensive uh, red zone efficiency for the Texans, and I went back to last year as well. Like, I think if the Jaguars move the ball, we're seeing a lot more sevens and three, and that leads to them getting to, like, 31, 35 points. And more often than not, I don't have the Texans getting to 24, 28. Um, I, I think the Texans getting to 14 to 20 points would be pretty stellar for them here. Uh, they did, you know, comport themselves well against uh, a beat-up defense there and uh, – the Chargers, I guess. So maybe give them a little bit of kudos there, but this is a, a road game in Duval. 
I mean, everyone's going to have their Bortles jerseys on, kind of a celebration of life for him. So, yeah, I like the minus seven here. <laughs> yeah, two. Uh, the boat. Two, yeah, both. Both. Especially like he died. Um, yeah, Jags have been on the road for two weeks. They get to come home finally. Uh, yeah, you should see a pretty solid performance. Just, just, just win, guys. Um, you know, it'd be great if they just scored forty-eight. If they just oh, <laughs> neither, neither the rest would have to worry. Would love that. Um, a game that I am going to steer clear of here is Pittsburgh at Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills land two touchdowns, and rightfully so. They're amazing, and the Steelers are trash. Uh, the Steelers, however, do have a new quarterback, a little bit of unexpected uh, you know, question mark swirling about how good this kid's going to be. Uh, he does have a little bit of chemistry with the wide receiving corps, particularly his fellow rookie, George Pickens. Um, but really, the, uh, you know, the, the idea that Pickett is going to be thrown into the uh, fire here against the best team in the NFL for his first ever career start is kind of insane. Uh, and if he ultimately kind of grows from this and, and develops into a good quarterback, then we can look at what Mike Tomlin did and make some sense out of it. But as we sit here today, it makes no sense. <laughs> and yeah, I Mike Tomlin, uh, hashtag yeah. Mike Tomlin surprised face. Yeah. yeah, I really, really hated how they handled this. I think everybody kind of knew that it was going to be a thing eventually. Like Mitch Trubisky was never going to be your long-term answer, and you drafted the first quarterback off the board. Of course, you're going to at least give him a shot. So you had the you had the opportunity, the long prep week, to get him ready, start him, and they they throw him in mid-game, and he throws three picks. I think that's kind of his lot in life. He's going to be a little feast or famine. That's where I like this total. I think this total's a little low. But I'm very worried about the high-variance play of one Kenny. I wish I knew his middle name. I would say Kenneth Robertson Caruso Pickett. I don't know his middle name, but, like. Robinson Caruso sounds right. Um, it, sounds, it sounds right. I just worry about, like, so, you know, uh, uh, a quarterback who's a little loosey-goosey with the ball like that, it can it can really swing a total hard one way or the other. It's either, hey, he just threw a pick six. That's super good for the total because he now gets yeah. the ball again immediately somebody has the ball and and are driving or he can throw a bunch of end zone picks like hey they finally moved the ball oh he threw a pick in the end zone like that yeah. was an eight minute drive that gave us yeah. no points so yeah. i think this total's a little low the bills do tend to pile on especially against a defense they can exploit with i think hayward's still a little dinged up obviously yeah. watt's done and now minka is hurt like your best three pieces are are hurt or gone like they could really like throttle. They could really throttle this team. And you know why? You know why I didn't play. play. You know why I didn't play the over? Because I agree with you. All your points. It should be a little higher. A Buffalo Bills game in the total of forty-six and a half when they can score that themselves on any given day is a head scratcher. Um, but uh, decent chance the Bills put away the good plays. That's that. That's a good point too. Like there's there's no sense like showing your playbook to. The other powers in the AFC versus a fucking yeah. struggling Steelers team, with especially a when you're playing one of those powers next week. Yeah, uh, and the other thing too is like <laughs> if if Pickett plays okay, we're still a little dinged up in that secondary for Buffalo. So like that's you know positive for the Steelers. They're not a horrible team. I don't have them as like some bottom five team. They're they're going to lose a lot of games now because they have a rookie quarterback. But just uh. We'll see. I'll see where those turnovers are. 
Yeah, let's talk about another kind of lopsided market here where everyone and their mother expects Tampa Bay to bounce back, even though they're taking on the plucky Falcons. Andy, what team is 4-0 against the spread this season? There's only one in all of the NFL. It is Atlanta. Atlanta Falcons are the only team that have covered every single week. They're amazingly 2-2. Two and two. It could probably be 3-1 and one if week one bounces their way and they keep the Saints you know, from coming back on them. They're 3-1. and one. Uh, now, true kind of true accuracy would tell you that they should have lost last week. So maybe two and two is a fair record for oh, these guys. Real quick, too. Bury the lead a little, and we'll get to this in the Monday night game when we two two. Like Kansas City Buffalo next week. That that kind of plays into the same point of like why would why would they waste the good plays on? Yeah, Pittsburgh that was why, that was why that was the whole point. <laughs> yeah, thanks, yeah. thank you, Ah the half, and thank yeah. you, Ah the half for. I mean, it got there. It got there in a Tampa funny way. San, San Francisco over nine and a half. Never yeah. in doubt. A defensive touchdown was part of the handicap. Uh, you know, the, the Niners have the next Troy Polamalu. We've said it all freaking offseason. This is the 20th time we brought it up. I don't know how many more times we have to tell you. That guy He's is going to score defensive touchdowns. Anyway, uh, speaking right of defensive touchdowns, I played the under here, and that's the one thing I'm a little worried about. I think the Buccaneers' defense is going to come out with a little bit of an axe to grind. I think they match up exceptionally well against what the Falcons are trying to do right now on offense. Um, if you had to tell me that the Buccaneers are going to hold the Falcons to under 10 points, I am perfectly, that sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Um, this is Buccaneers or pass, under or pass. I played the under. I think it should be around 47. Uh, and ultimately, Tampa's offense may get right eventually. Um, but I still think that they are going to need a lot of weeks of, you know, finding some chemistry. Still, a lot of questions about who's going to be available and how effective those players are going to be. It is even at full strength, very one-dimensional. They have no semblance of a running game, and so you know the fact that you know there are a couple of decent players in the secondary for the Falcons. Uh, maybe this is a tighter game than the market thinks, but ultimately, Buccaneers is a teaser leg is fair in my mind. Under is the better angle though, and 48 and a half is. About point and a half too high. If you can get a decent, what, like 24? I'm guessing there's some 23 and a half for first half. I like the first half under a little better. Ooh. I do. I think I, th I think maybe if you have some under, maybe adding a little of that to get some easy money. It does feel like if anything that gets moving for Atlanta, it is some garbage. Because they are plucky, and plucky teams score late in garbage time. I don't know how many points the Bucks are going to be able to put up. Like you said, it's a good not great good secondary good pieces for atlanta um other parts of that defense leave us wanting but obviously we know what we're getting into with this team they have a, a lot of roster reconstruction to do over the next couple of years uh but the bucks still i still have the bucks as a a need elite defense and uh even you know the 85 bears the 01 was it 01 or 00 ravens that was crazy like you remember that those teams, like those teams, all gonna struggle when Patrick Mahomes is doing things <laughs> out of the out of the fucking matrix. Plus, plus they, I mean, he, plus that, they, where he stopped they, and the yeah. the rusher just went past him and then spin move flip over the top. I I don't know, I don't know how like people are going to stop that ever. Like yeah. he does things that just are indefensible. Travis Kelsey things that does and maybe Pitts gets there someday, but they're they're lack of wanting to use pits apparently is not going to get him to Kelsey levels. So the fact I, that uh, you had, you have Kelsey across the or up the middle on that seam route and uh, Mahomes doing what he does, it makes it so hard to like grade 
uh, you know, were the Buccaneers worse than I thought on defense? It's like, no, fuck. They, that team just, they, they really brought the, the good playbook out. And Mahomes just had a couple of magical plays. Yeah. Um, I, I still think it's very good defense. I agree with this under. I and, got more excuses to make here. Ugh. I think the Bucs would like a redo in terms of the way they schemed that game in particular. They played outside of their comfort zone. They played a lot of two, you know, cover two. They played a lot of zone. That's the yeah. way you used to. That's the way you used to play defense against Pat Mahomes when he had Tyree Kill on the field. Like, realistically. Yeah, it's a different offense had, Yeah, if they had stuck to, you know, the, their bones, what they're good at, uh, you know, Todd Bowles, you know, his plan A, which is leave your cover corners on an island, make them play man and get aggressive. I think that's a different outcome. So um, I think that anyway, I, I think they match. That's up. fair. They did get awesome. a little cute. It didn't work out. Uh, Dan, work. producer, brings up a good point. Pitts did miss some practice. He's uh, a little dinged up. So I and they had success. They had success even with Corderell out. They do have just a decent run scheme. But him missing will matter. Like it's it's Matters. not just going to be. It's which, not plugging. Uh, which play. one of our uh, which one of our online friends had the brilliant comment today of uh, maybe Pitts is just uh, going to act you know practice like he plays, just missing yeah. in action, completely yeah. missing uh, in action. Just I can't remember who had that joke today. Yeah, somebody fantastic. somebody pointed that. Um, that's the thing too, yeah. man. If you if you're like in a a fantasy league where you have to start a tight end and you drafted him high, you're so fucked. Like you either <laughs> need him, you either need him to have one crazy game. So you can trade him yeah. or you need him to just be injured. So you stop starting him because yeah. you can't it's, bench him. Uh, it's especially salt in the wound watching Travis Kelsey every week and watching uh, Mark Andrews. Those two guys are just raking right now. And your guy is doing nothing. Anyway. There's a good question from the chat. How do you handicap a locker room coming together for the quarterback <laughs> after he picked him over the hottest chick in the world? I don't know if she's the hottest, but she is up there. And yeah, the fact that Brady chose football over a supermodel does crack me up. Um, who knows what's real in, in those reports, but uh, Bachelor Brady, did you see him at the Super Bowl parade where he got messy? I am a little, actually, eventually I'm worried if he turns into like, hey, I'm single dad, Brady, and I can go party now. His, like, legs, are gonna be tired. his legs are going to be tired. His legs are going to be tired. Slicker. After, after uh, spending the weekend out? No, it's a, it's a funny-ass point. And uh, I guess it does show you he is very committed to this team in this season, if yeah. nothing else. Uh, maybe that kind of gives you some more confidence to back the Buccaneers in the long-term future market. Because as we've always talked about, this defense is elite. Tom Brady is going to be the best quarterback in the NFC in the playoffs. Do not overthink it. Uh, you know, you can decide when you want to buy low on this team. But, oh, by the way, go look at their schedule the next three weeks. Andy, do you have it handy by any chance? It's, uh... I believe it's Buccaneers, Panthers, and then I'm assuming, I believe it's Falcons, Panthers, Steelers. Is that right? Yeah. If this, so is, like... this is the spot. I talked about this with someone yesterday. I did add some. I should tweet this shit out when I do it, but I did add some. <laughs> I did add some Tampa Bay Super Bowl, Tampa Bay NFC. Yeah, I think now it's it, it is like looking at the schedule, coming off a, a right bad now. loss. Like this is this is probably the buy spot because they're only going to get healthier. Hopefully, yeah. it is a top three defense in the NFL. Period. It is going so, to be a top five offense in the playoffs because of Brady alone. What else do you yeah, want just, me to tell you? Yeah, just the experience. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Chicago um, Mini. Did you play this? I want so you know the travel angle that we have in New Orleans. Same thing. Minnesota coming back from London. Uh, tough game. Got the win uh, somehow. 
Uh, I know my wife sent me a picture of her friend, and I, I know these people. It's just some some folks from work, and they had got no, no. It's a friend from back home. That this doesn't matter either way. She sent me a picture of her friend and uh, the couple, and they'd gone to London. And I was, I'm like, shit, the Vikings are losing. Can you imagine like flying to go to this game and watching your team lose? I'm like that would just be such a bummer. Like you wouldn't, you want to go, you want to go on the big Ferris wheel? No. Like, no, uh, sad. My Vikings. Want to go to this? You want to go to this circus place? No, no. Not even. Um, yeah, the, the the yeah. So the play is probably Bears plus seven, but I can't pull the trigger on that. This is a pretty fraudulent two and two team. They're not throwing the ball because they don't trust their quarterback because they don't have receivers. They don't have much for a uh, you know offensive line put together. And that's the thing, too. If you go look at pressure rates for Minnesota, they're not great. But go look at who they played. Um, tell me where you'd rank these offensive lines. Just say top 10, top 15, top 20. Uh, Detroit. Top five. Top five. Philly. Top one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even even New Orleans, like, and they've they've top, lost some pieces. 10. It's still top a top 10. ten of like, Daniel Hunter has gone up against some elite tackles. I mean, big name tackles. Uh, so if you go look the, the two things he's that don't due. match up. He's due, Andy. It, it is. Ooh, it is. Sacks, a, Viking sacks over might be a. Yeah, that's a fun prop. It is. It is an okay pass rush that has gone up against some not good, great, elite offensive lines. Daniel Hunter's going to get going eventually once he plays. Oh, I don't know. Get to play Chicago or Pittsburgh or somebody with a bad offensive line. A quarterback who's not experienced, who doesn't have receivers getting separation. Minnesota gets after fields, probably covers this number. It's just it's a lot of points for me to lay with a team whose offense has been this disappointing. Um uh, yeah, I agree. With I, it, it's 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 tough. It's tough to bet the Minnesota, if, no, and and also Minnesota with the tough travel angle, coming off yeah. London, not getting the buy. So it's probably. a pass for me. And yeah. truthfully, the under, the under probably deserves a look. I agree. If the Vikings cover, it's because their defense absolutely smothers the Bears. Maybe gets a defensive, you know, a couple of turnovers. Um, and this is a 23-7 kind of a game or 24-7 kind of a game. Yeah, not not a true Wong, but this is a teaser I like. It's a good leg. Um, I think we I think we kind of – I've made this point other places but haven't talked to you about it. I think the Vikings win the North, and I think they're probably your two seed. What, what, do you, what do you make this pure numbers? Like if your power rankings, taking situational stuff aside, like I make it like eight. eight. Yeah, so I mean eight. it should be a play. It's but the thing is, the Vikings, number, but it the just, Vikings the, the travel aren't, really even, fucks with yeah, Situationally, it's not good. And even though it's against the Bears, the Vikings, I think, are a team that's just going to win ugly all year. Like, they, they're going to play closer margins than they ought to all freaking year. But they're going to compile wins. Like our guy like, Brad. Look up, they're playing on Thanksgiving night against the, the Vikings. I, I mean, against the uh, Pat, uh, Pat Patriots. I bet you we handicapped that game. And at the time, the Vikings might be like 11-1, and 10-1 or something. And we're going to be like... This team can't cover. They're winning by three points every game, yet they're the, the, in the, the driver's seat like, for the two seed, maybe the one seed. Like that kind of feels like how it's going to go. They'll be like nine and two, and they'll be like, you know, three and eight versus the spread. That <laughs> is, that's like, kind of yeah. the way it feels. Yeah. And honestly, like this, I, <laughs> there's, okay, it's been covered as nauseum. If you didn't already know, the Eagles have by far 
the easiest schedule remaining of any NFL team. It's almost laughable, right? You know what number two is? Yes, it's true. It's the it Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings. <laughs> it's the Vikings. I think that's your one and two seed in the NFC, just based on schedule strength of schedule. I don't know what to tell you. Um, plus the fact that one has four wins and one has three already. Like that's where we're at. that's where this season is headed. Bucks probably land three, and then whoever emerges from the uh, NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks, or whoever, uh, gets the four seed. Yeah, and this is one I'll probably live bet. Like if Minnesota is taking advantage of, uh, you know, the cornerbacks here, if they're able to just constantly get stuff underneath with the the two guys that aren't Justin Jefferson and Jefferson's able to get involved and the run game looks a little better, there might just be some, all right, I don't care if that was the first drive and it was probably scripted. Minnesota might score 30 here. That's why I'm a little scared of, off of this. Uh, it, it was good. Like when they needed to be good against Detroit, it was good. When they needed points against New Orleans, the offense was good. It just, it's not good for the sake of like, hey, let's build up a lead. I agree with all of that. Um, let's move on to Tennessee at Washington. This is a game I want no business betting either way. The side doesn't make sense to me. I don't think this should be anyone favored. The total is wildly low considering you have two pretty, uh, you know, pretty suspect defenses on the field. Uh, this is also a funny game because both of these teams should probably bench their starting quarterbacks just for where they are as a franchise right now and see what they have. In terms of a uh, you know of a of a, uh, of a rookie, um, that said, um, the Commanders apparently aren't quitting on the season just yet because they're going to trot Wentz out one more time, um, and the Titans are not as good as they showed you against the Colts last week. They are still a very very suspect favorite on the road here. Um, no bet for me on this one, and uh, realistically, I, I kind of hope this is a tie game. <laughs> yeah, I have the Titans like a point or two better than the Commanders and they're on the road, they shouldn't be favored. Like, I, I, honestly, I have a decent-sized swing of value if I just use my raw power numbers. But at the same time, I, are you going to want to take – go watch that offense last week. Like, are you going to want to take the money line or even the, the two-and-a-half point? Like, this is the one time where I looked at it, I'm like, all right, I should bet the commander's money line. And I sat, and, you know, I will never bet a plus two-and-a-half. You know, I'll just always take the money line. I thought about it. I'm like, man, in this spot, I kind of want to take the two and a half. Like, I'm worried about this team. And just an ugly, close scoring game. Um, F- F- Fady or Fadi? I don't know how to say it right. I'm terrible with names. Unless it's JetBlue, that's an easy one. But uh, he's correct. It is a Wong teaser. If you want to take the Panthers, plus eight and a half. It's not my favorite leg, but with a low total at home versus a very fraudulent Titans team who's now missing their rookie wide receiver who was starting to be part of this offense. Um, it, it's it's worth a swing. Commander's starting to get a little healthier, but ooh, this is not uh, this is still not my favorite teaser leg. I, I lean Commanders, but in, in no way, shape, or form can I back wins, especially now that we're hearing some... Uh, you're not the only person I heard that from, too. There is some... There are some whispers of they're losing faith in Wentz. I think that's more of a Ron Rivera needs to save his job kind of thing. Or like, hey, this is Wentz's fault. I didn't really want him. Um, or something like that. Uh, I, I think it's you, coming you from Scott. You misheard me. I think it's coming from Scott Turner because Scott Turner has a pulse. 
Yeah, Scott, Ter- Scott Turner actually yeah. of all the of all the nepotism hires that we've ever had, Scott Turner yeah. may turn out to be one of the decent ones. Yeah, yeah, if, I, he, I, yeah. if he uh, if he eventually leaves the Commanders, I would pick him up and give him a retry next year as an offensive coordinator for sure. And that's where too, I'm I'm worried about uh, while it may be an uh, upgrade long term, I'm worried about betting on a team and then having them switch quarterbacks mid game. That's not something I want to have in my pocket when I'm betting a, a you know, even a live home underdog like yeah. this. So yeah. Yeah. pass, pass, pass. pass. And, and that brings us to the halfway point. There's, uh, there's over a hundred people watching this live. Um, if you could all do me a solid, hit the thumbs up on the YouTube. More thumbs up is always good for the algorithm. That helps us. And I will tell you that this week's show um, is brought to you by No House Advantage. That is a playing and pick'em contest app on your phone. You can download it at nohouseadvantage.com or on just on the App Store like a normal person. Uh, you have an App Store on your Apple. You have an App Store on your Android. Go download it. Use promo code BETSPERTS for a first deposit match up to 25 bucks. They have NFL, NBA coming right up. MLB, I'm sure they'll have playoffs. PGA down in Vegas this week. MMA and NASCAR. You can win up to $250,000 or more by picking some player props. Download it today, support the show, and with that, we'll hit the second half of the slate here. This is our last big slate for a while. By week start, I think they do start next week in week six. Um, used to have week four buys uh, when we had the, the normal 16-game slate. Now uh, they get pushed back a little bit, but last big slate, and we'll head to... The Big Apple, not really. We'll head to northern New Jersey, <laughs> truthfully, for the New York Jets hosting what's almost certainly going to be Teddy Bridgewater for a few weeks here. Yeah. Uh, what's, your, what's your adjustment from Tua to Teddy? Not a lot. Yeah, because I mean, you, um, can't adjust, so, you can't adjust so, Miami up that much, right? Well, not only that, I, th- I think it's – if you just so if you just took Tua and Teddy on like let's just say average NFL team who has the the most modal wide receivers the most average everything I I think it's you know there is a there's a decent step down even though he is a good 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 backup he started plenty of games he filled in numerous times down in New Orleans and really did a good job he's absolutely just excellent at stepping in like this but uh and it showed it last week you have wide receivers who are like quarterback proof somehow uh and not only you know i feel like i've harped on this all summer when we talked about miami in the preview shows when we talked about just in general what i thought of the move but tyreek hill again we think about him as this deep threat but he is still just so dangerous with screen passes short short you know little just get the ball in his hands get him out in space like teddy's perfect for that like tyreek hill can have very good game tyreek hill could lead the league in receiving any given week just because he's tyreek hill and he can do this with teddy bridgewater because it doesn't take long bombs for him to score doesn't take long bombs for him to have 75-yard plays he can just move with the ball in his hands they have honestly two receivers who can do that and it's a well-coached team. I like the defense. I like everything about this team. And outside of the one drive with the run and the gritty, uh, wasn't, it wasn't the most impressive win by the Jets last week. I mean, part of that was uh, 
I mean, how how much how much are we going to attribute that to turnovers? Uh, I would say a hundred percent. All of almost all of it. Like if just yeah, if if my I no, mean even they, last they, week if they don't have t- the true grade of that game, Pittsburgh should have won by double digits. Yeah, no, I mean, just if you go yardage and stuff, and just if you constantly turn the ball over, you're going to lose to teams, even the Jets. If Miami takes care of the ball, they should win this by 10. Um, even on the road, I make this, with Teddy, I make this like five. I mean, it's yeah. the, it's still the Jets. They still are missing important pieces in basically all three levels of the defense, and yep. they can be they can be super exposed by a good team. I don't know yeah. if the Dolphins are this great team yet even with Tua back but they have enough pieces to go beat bad teams and beat them by margin this offense is going to be just fine this week I laid the three I sold the three and a half I agree with you in every way shape and form yeah um the downgrade from Tua to Teddy is somewhere between neutral and small it is not large um the upgrade from Flacco to Wilson is somewhere between neutral to negative. Okay. And here's what's wild. The Dolphins, the Ravens, and the Bengals, in my mind, not much separation between those three teams in terms of how you would power rate them. Even in terms of the skill, talent, just in general, like it, Miami and Cincinnati is almost Spider-Man game, right? Like yeah. they are really, really similar. Like, one has a better coach, one has a little more experience, but they are really close. And Waddle's Waddle's groin probably is a little concerning, but it's still Wednesday. I think he plays. I'm not 100% sure on Armstead. No, so the the thing that I don't get is Baltimore went into New York as six-point favorites, one convincingly, runaway win. Cincinnati went into New York as six-point favorites, one convincingly, runaway cover. Why in the world is there not more respect in the market for Miami in this spot? Well, no, let's know. go to the other side. What is your upgrade from Flacco to Wilson? I, so I'm saying it is somewhere between neutral to negative. Yeah. It's not an upgrade. I haven't seen like a game yet where I've been impressed with him yet. Here's the other thing about was that here's the other thing about Wilson. If you ask him to throw into the zone coverage and into you know just give him a play where there is going they're creating space and they're creating separation for the wide receiver they're fine you know they're they're running a, a guy into space wilson can make those passes and he can make them look good particularly over the middle of the field okay where he really really struggles is when he's facing man coverage and when he's going up against some elite secondary particularly safety play and that is exactly what miami likes to do so they can basically run a little bit of a blitz heavy scheme a lot of man coverage, let their safeties dictate, and they should get all kinds of disruptive plays in this one. You know, there should be havoc plays, there should be turnovers. This literally should, like, the Miami offense really shouldn't have to lift much of a finger. And that, that, yeah, that's the thing. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you touched on that because most of my handicap was the offense is going to be fine. We have this defense. This defense is a big step up from what the Jets played last week, too. Like Miami, the, the Miami is not their Miami's defense is rated poorly right now because they have played no, Josh Allen, played, yeah, because they played Lamar Jackson and because they played Joe Burrow. And it by the way, they played Joe Burrow in an absolutely hellacious spot four days off of a 90 snap performance. Yeah. Like now they get 10 days to rest and prepare for Zach Wilson. I think they're going to be just fine. This has like 
this has like 31 three written all over it in my mind. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned the extra prep. Like, if you ever needed, like, hey, I could use two days extra prep. It's when you're starting a different quarterback. I think McDaniel's gonna be fine with this. And yeah, and if you needed, a, and if you needed like three possessive. days extra rest, if you needed like a mini buy, you know when a good time to get one is after a, after a short week when you've had you know coming yeah. off of a week you played in the heat ninety snaps. Like this is. You know, this is a really nice spot for the Dolphins, in my opinion. On top of being a good, a good matchup, everything about this one sings Dolphins cover. So, yep. laying the happy, points with the fish. Happy with my three. Wrong. Chargers, Cleveland. Um, I a bet this Dewey on the total here. It moved up on Sunday. Uh, I tried to click forty-eight. It went forty-eight and a half. I took it anyway. It went up past that. It kept going forty-nine and a half, I believe, and then it dropped like a goddamn rock to forty-seven. I still don't understand two really poor run defenses versus, uh, you know, the Browns who should absolutely be able to run. They're determined to run and it's working. And the Chargers offense, despite some injuries, you know, it was a bad team, but they, they composed themselves well. And this is, this is a run defense. They can beat uh, Garrett practice today. I'd like him out for this total, but I mean, it's well, still... Actually, Andy, let me ask you, has there been any recent example of how these teams would match up with each other? Do we have anything hmm. to go on? I do remember one primetime game <laughs> from the, how I don't know how long. It wasn't that long ago, but yeah, I do, I do recall that. God, that was fun. If we could get that, I would just be tickled pink. Because it not only did the market move again, I love it when you win, when the market is a little bit uh, against you on certain things. I don't know. Maybe this comes back up. Maybe it was a bit of a head fake, but I I don't know. Maybe somebody in the chat can make a case for the under. I would love to I hear assume, it. I'd love to hear I all assume, sides of it. Honestly, I assume we got the weather dead wrong. That was my only assumption. Like, oh, I guess. Yeah, I that, I exactly. Guess I wouldn't ran. I ran to the, the Google machine, looked up the weather. I expect to see 40-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah, right. It looks like it's going to be pretty nice in the Midwest on Sunday. Yeah, and, I mean, Herbert is getting better. The offensive, the replacement player they got for um, Slater. Not he's, Storm Norton. He's a, he's a, he is about 10 Storm Nortons <laughs> in terms of quality. Like that guy, and that, that was a Georgia rookie, the guy they drafted in the sixth round. Uh, very, very good find for them in terms of kind of patching up what was going to be a potentially, you know, you know Achilles heel. Um, the other thing that is like the, the Chargers offense has not looked great when they have not been able to get the running game going. But now they're facing a really poor run defense. Yes. And so they're going to have perfectly complimentary football in this game. Like, honestly, the Chargers should get to 30 without much of a sweat. I'm only really worried if the Browns somehow – like keep stubbing their toes in the red zone like they did against the Falcons. Like if the Browns take the points off the board themselves, then this is going to be a difficult, uh, you know, over to hit. Um, Chargers look like a good bet to me at two and a half. Over is still a good bet, in my opinion, at 47 and a half. Uh, Jacoby Brissett and the Browns have played the four of the worst teams in football through four weeks, and they're two and two. Like this is not a good football team right now. Kevin Stefanski is still calling good offense, though. He is really calling some decent plays. I, I'm just not sure. Like, I guess the – but this thing is like – I was happy with the play calling for the Chargers last week, especially in the first I half. I was too. And I watched that game without action because I wanted to see Herbert. I wanted to see if he, how he looked. 
progressing through the injury. I don't know. I don't know where Anthony's fighting. I'm I'm seeing more like ten to fifteen tops. And again, that's kind of just standard in Cleveland. You're on a lake, yeah. right there by the lake. I'm not seeing like super heavy wind. And somebody brought this up: AJ Donaldson, heavy run teams that might get ten yards per carry. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> running, running, uh, running is not always a bad thing if you're knocking out eight to ten yards of carry and you're just marching down the field. It's like, oh, that was an eight play drive where they didn't throw the ball and it took four minutes and they scored. Dude, in this matchup last year, they had breakaway runs that were like seventy yards. Like, 70-yard touchdown, you know what that's good for, Andy? An over. <laughs> like, really and truly. I really don't understand this total movement. Yeah, and it's another – this is another two-and-a-half at home. People are bringing up the teaser leg. It's a it's a good teaser leg, not great, because I do lean to the over. I think this game is full of variance, and I think the Browns are not nearly as good as the record indicates, and I they're only 500, so. Yeah. I, uh, oh, I, I, wow. I do uh, – I do worry about this teaser like too. Washington and Cleveland, I might just put those together and be like, this is my icky, my icky, icky teaser. Oh, that's not, cool. icky, not, uh, icky, not uh, the icky shuffle. Yeah. Um, one of our buddies just texted me, uh, Levis might be out for Kentucky. Uh, well, there goes, there goes, that well, that I'm guessing I'll get that text here in a second. You're higher <laughs> on the list. <laughs> um, Detroit at, at New, New England. England. Sometimes no I opinion. Detroit at New England, excuse me. Um, Mac Jones practiced a little. Um, I, I don't think he don't plays. Think he plays because it was a bad ankle injury, but uh, the fact that he's progressing that fast makes me think he'll be back sooner than later. The Patriots are one and three. They're in a division with Miami and Buffalo, and if you believe Mac Jones is even remotely part of your future plans. What are you doing rushing him back, even against a bad defense? And it's still, there's some decent pass rushers on this defense. Why in the world would you rush him back unless you don't give a shit about him long term? Um, I really don't expect him to play. I don't want any part of this game because I have quarterback uncertainty on one side versus um, maybe it doesn't matter because the Lions defense may be kind of historically bad just uh, as they're still rebuilding and filling in the blanks there it's given up a ton of points it's scored a lot of points it's and despite what we've done at offensive coordinator just muddling that all up with the hirings rehirings essentially it's still belichick and it's still a good game planning team like it, they're not dumb we can sit here and tell you how to beat the lions like i'm just if you want golf to not continue to play i mean golf has been very good even against some okay defenses like the game plan is treat the lions like you treated mahomes a few years ago like oh we're just gonna play ball control we're not gonna give them the ball i don't care if we can beat this defense for big plays why would we try the big plays when we can also just beat them constantly for like little six yard gains we can run the ball effectively against them let's make these drives take a long time keep that offense off the field so we don't have to try to score 35 points with this backup quarterback or dinged up quarterback like it is probably a ball control game so i worry about the uh i worry about the people that are just running to the window to bet lions overs no matter what and this total is dropped for that i think that reason because i think that's the kind of game you get on the road Tough place to play. It's not winter yet, but this is uh how many how many outdoor games have the Lions had, Drew? Zero. 
First uh, first time taking this offense outside. We'll see how this goes. So I Team Patriots not betting that with the quarterback uncertainty. Yeah, we're, I'm in the same spot as you. Uh, although I think this is, I mean, the fact that you could have Zappy laying a field goal is kind of insane. Um, so yeah. I think it's. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> I think I think this is Lions or pass, and I think it's under a pass. But you combine those two things. Oh, it's three and a half now. I was seeing threes. See, like at three, you can make a case yeah. if it's if it's Hoyer as a game manager, but. Uh, you want to lay three points with Hoyer? There's better no. ways to spend your money. No. So basically, like, edible bouquet. If it's, if it's Lions or pass, and if it's under or pass, that means if you're making a bet on this game, you're counting on the Lions defense. I, I need to see it first at this point. I got to stay away here. Um, but, and, and, uh, yeah, and the fact is, too, that Swift and St. Brown still hurt. We don't yeah. know. I mean, Swift is definitely not going to be back. It doesn't sound no. great for a Brown. No, that, that's they they did it last week against a team that they could do it against, but we'll see if that's you know it's, it's a bigger let's step. Move up. On not, to a, uh, let's team, move on to this Patriots. Move on to a more interesting conversation because I am out of thoughts on Detroit and New England as franchises right now. Um, the Niners, however, have bounced back from the brink of their season being lost, and they did it in emphatic fashion on Monday Night Football, and. The entire commentary in the wake of that is the Niners are the best defense in football. They have a very, very, very talented defense. There, and they're getting pieces very, back. And they're getting pieces back, and their scheme is amazing, so I can't disagree with any of that. They go on the road now, and they play a Panthers team that is trying to lose, maybe? I mean, I don't know what else to, conclusions to draw. They're certainly not scheming an NFL approach. On offense, at least. Um, but you know what, man? You know, you know whose heart that warms to see Baker Mayfield out there just absolutely sucking ass. Every uh, it week. warms your heart. It warms my heart because fuck that guy and fuck the Panthers. Matt Rule looks like he is done with the NFL. The NFL looks like he's done with Matt Rule. Um, I would expect that you probably see him get relieved of his duties were he to lose this game. Um, the first coach fired market certainly implies that. Here's the weird thing. Two weird things I would like. Because I didn't bet this game. I don't have any intention to bet this game. Niners are coming off of two primetime games. Now they got to go on the road and play at the Panthers in a really meaningless game where they're huge favorites. Don't really love laying the points, especially because their offense still has huge questions in my mind. Here's what I'd like to understand better, Andy. Um, number one, uh, what is going on with the look ahead between Niners Falcons? Because that is also six and a half. We expect that the Niners probably going to stay on the East Coast at the Greenbrier in between these games and be especially sharp for that. Falcons God damn it! You're, you're stomping. Yeah, you're stomping <laughs> on my thing. Uh, yeah. If you want to bet the Niners minus six and a half, do it next. Maybe week. do it. Maybe do it next week. But here's the thing: Why is this six and a half and that six and a half? There's no way Falcons and Panthers are equal. I don't quite understand this. I don't know. Maybe Falcons. I mean, they did have some injuries. Lost. I don't know if you can say like Cordero Patterson's like the heartbeat of that team. He was a big part of it. But yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. This is a short week in a game, a travel spot that it's. It's not a game you get up for after last week. That's no, why the totals incredibly low. Like yeah. and 
you know, it's it's like I posed a question to somebody a long time ago about baseball and who bets baseball pretty seriously. I said, why don't you lay the run line on some of these? He's like, because teams have no, you know, motivation to win by two if they're up by one. Like what, you know, insurance runs are nice, but, you know, they're not out there bunting guys across and like scratching for that run. Like they have to have it. It's the same thing here. You know, like you don't have to win by seven on the road. If you're, if you're controlling this game with your defense the whole time, a four point lead feels like 14 for a big chunk of this game. It feels like, and yeah, it's a really, really bad matchup for the offensive line. Matt rule is probably on its way out, but I'm not in the business of laying big numbers on the road on a short week. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough ask. Panthers defense has some players. Niners O-Lines has some questions. Um, Niners could only score three offensive points in the second half of that game. against. Yeah, the, I, I've uh, never been able to say Corderell right. He played for the Vikings, too. <laughs> Corderell Patterson? Yeah, Corderell. I give him a Ral. All right. Well, anyway, uh, I'm going to hope, hope, hope that the Niners either lose outright or win ugly. And then I'm going to bet the opener – on the Niners against the Falcons. I have a, a you there's a prop you could take in this game. What's um, that? It's a and it's plus money. Go bet go bet rule first coach fired. Like ah. if, if this is an absolute shit kicking and they they don't score, it might just be it. You know he's putting there's people that are sure of it now that he's put feelers out to college teams already. Of course. Uh, they are the, they are the they are the worst yeah. yet. This is the worst team in the league. Yeah, uh, I, I have them ranked 32nd, yes. but uh, it's hard to lay a big number on the road, especially, I, I mean, what, what would you make this? I, I don't have the Niners as a, like a prolific offense with Jimmy. No. Like, uh, I'm at I, six. I, don't, I, I make this like seven. Seven? Okay. Six, seven. It's still a road game. I mean, the, the, the six and a half is fair, um, considering the situation. Uh, so with that, put keeping my keeping my finger on that one for as soon as we see a line pop, hoping that it's less than six and a half for next week. Um, Philly at Arizona, interesting market, interesting game. Everyone and their mother that handicapped Philly before the season. And this was the hottest team of any in the NFL. Would you agree? Market was not market was not sleeping on this. We talked about it in August when I was late to the party in early August, I was late to the party on the Eagles. The win total had already moved. Their future prices had already moved. Everybody was expecting this Eagles team to be a factor this year. On top of that, they have an easy, easy, easy schedule, and they have looked nothing short of amazing. But they played a bunch of statuesque quarterbacks, and now they got to play a mobile in Kyler Murray. And I think even though the Cardinals are a train wreck of a franchise and they gave a bunch of guys money who suck this last offseason. They still have a Kyler Murray who is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL in today's NFL, at least. And he does have a skill set that should do well against this type of very good, but not great defense of the Eagles. It's a bad spot for the Eagles coming off of that home win against the Jaguars as well. They got to travel across the country. They got the Cowboys next week much more important game. And I think the fact that the look ahead preseason here was Cardinals by two and a half, and now it's Eagles by five and a half. We are clearly, clearly looking at a situation where the Eagles are at the tippy top 
of their market price range point price point right and the and the and see, the eagles are at the tippy top of their price point and the cardinals are at the nadir of theirs the cardinals are still a couple of weeks away from getting some of their important pieces back but they are a lot better than they were week one against the chiefs and i think the fact that the chiefs went into that game as five and a half point favorites is pretty tough to for me to put this eagles on that same plat on that same pedestal particularly considering the cardinals are better now than they were then so i think this game should be three and a half i took the points with the cardinals it's ugly it's gross i feel like a like a like an old school sharp that gets their teeth kicked in because i'm trying to bet against the undefeated team after four and oh like this is a pretty telltale uh you know sort of old school way of you know betting sides um, if you're, and if you're, yeah, if you're if you're the kind of guy who likes to tickle a money line on a dog of this, this is a good one too. It's a home yeah. one. Where Either, I mean, right. of, uh, not only that, but the, the the variance of you saw what Murray did in the second half of the the Raiders game. If you get a full game of that, honestly, it's it stinks because I, I have this team as a slightly above average team, but. There are slightly above average teams who have players like that who it's like shit. This guy can beat you could beat anybody in the league on a on a the right situation if we have a full game of that kind of game. And they get a little healthier. They still don't have nuke back, but starting to get some of the pieces back on offense. Uh, I'm worried that this this team's probably live for a uh, absolutely for live for a wild card spot. Honestly, maybe even if you get this win. And to keep live up, the, like this live to win the West. Yeah, everybody's live to win the West somehow, Everybody. which is just nuts. Yeah, so, we we thought we thought the NFC East was going to be super competitive again. Apparently, it turned out to be the NFC West. Yeah, again, <laughs> again, again. Uh, yeah. So the the Cardinals suck. I'm not going to debate. I'm not here to debate that. Um, but sucky teams beat good teams sometimes. And that is entirely within the realm of possibility, considering that Kyler Murray is going to be the quarterback. Eagles just, they haven't faced very many, you know, mobile quarterbacks. And until they show us that the defense is, like, if the defense keeps the Cardinals here to, what, 14, 17-ish points, which is kind of what, you know, some in some places, they, it's basically the market expectation, I guess, is more like 28. 21. 20, right? Yeah, yeah 20, 28, it, 20. If the Eagles, if, if the Cardinals team total under hits here, then I'm going to have to upgrade the Eagles defense from good to elite. Right now, I think they're top 10, but I think a mobile quarterback can hang some points on them. And that'll be proven this week. We'll see. One way or the other. Not my favorite yeah. play, but five and a half. No, I'm, I'm, I'm steering clear on this one. Classic, classic sell high by low. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. And honestly, if you again, if you're the kind of person who likes to do maybe round robin money line parlays with some dog prices, this is one I'd throw in. Yeah, because I'm, yeah, I'm actually more comfortable yeah. using this as a sneaky money line than just even taking yeah. the points. I feel yeah. like that the if the if the Eagles' defense is better than we even, even than we think, I'm yeah. not 100 percent sure on that. They win by margin, and this spread is never a an issue. But if it's not, Cardinals might win this game. It, it might yeah. come down right to the end. Yeah, so the Cowboys-Rams, will move on to that. I don't have a side or a total here, but I will tell you that the Rams, all every siren is going off that this is not fit for them this year. It would be unbelievable and very, very NFL 
middle of the middle middle of October NFL. Tell me, tell me if you haven't heard this story before. Everybody has overreacted to the last undefeated team, talking about how they're elite, putting them in the conversation with the Bills and the Chiefs, over their skis, kind of glowing about this amazing team. They suddenly lose to a team everybody has written off. Meanwhile, the Cowboys shock the world and win against the Rams because their defense is playing much better than anyone expected before the season. And next week's Eagles-Cowboys narrative is all about, oh, man, did we did we anoint the Eagles as the best in the NFC too quickly? And now, the, how good are the Cowboys, actually? They're, the, these two teams are both 4-1. They're both 4-1, Andy. Like, yeah, this yeah, is like, a... This is, how many times have you heard this? I've yeah, heard it too many times. We, we do it's this like, every year. I do want to mention, too, really, really, really quick, too, as well. I did play Eagles team total first half over 13 and a half. They're they are like the world's best second quarter team. I don't think that's super signally. A lot of times teams score in the second quarter because they drove the length of the field in the first quarter. But uh, they're, they've been very good out of the gate, and I think this team total should be on the other side of 14. Um, it is juicy. I did pay like minus 130 for it, but uh, over 13 and a half team total for the, the Eagles first half. I liked quite a bit. I dig it. All right. Rams, Cowboys. I mentioned it. I can't really make the Rams favorites here. I don't really know what's going on with this team. McVay seems. To I, I thought this number was going to be like three. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you know what? I might bet the Rams minus three. And then what, what, what is this? Four and a half. It's five and a half some places. Five and a half? I, 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 yeah. I mean, that was a very embarrassing performance by them on a, in a primetime spot. Maybe that gets them rallied. Maybe they play with a little more pride, a little more urgency. But um, this isn't an easy test for them. They got a banged up offensive line. I mean, maybe Allen is back for them at center, which is good because their third string center was awful. Maybe their guard Edwards is back, who has been okay, but not great. It's still a bad offensive line, though. And Stafford behind a bad offensive line asked to throw the ball 50 times against the Cowboys defense that is schemed very well and has some elite players. Don't love it. Don't love it at all. And I think ultimately this Rams, you know, being somewhat of a, you know, they were luckyish last year. And on top of the, you know, just sort of playing with house money and, you know, coming off a championship and a little bit of a hangover. They might. They weren't actually as good as they ultimately were perceived at the end of the season. All of that seems very real right now. And you know, they we talked about in the preseason. They have four superstars. If those guys stay healthy, then they got a chance to run it back. And right now, they only have two superstars. Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup are playing up to their level. Jalen Ramsey and Matt Stafford are not. And no one, no one outside of the kind of core four has taken a step beyond replacement level. I mean, honestly, some of the tackling, some of the coverage has been ridiculously bad. The, the tackling, yeah, the tackling against San Francisco was honestly the most disappointing. Like, I get it. Hey, the offensive line didn't hold up. All right, that was yeah. maybe that was more most more than likely going to happen. Yeah. Hey, but, Andy, like, clo- close. Sad. I'm gonna clo- Andy, Andy, close your eyes. I'm gonna tell you about a pl- an offensive play for the Rams just happened. Oh, it did not. It did not go to Cooper Cup. Okay. What cool. was the What was the outcome? <laughs> Higby over the middle for three yards. He got hit immediately. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. I was, you know, any any handoff has been uh, an absolute. Oh, Cam, atrocity. Yeah, Cam Akers hit in the backfield. Cam Akers just lost oh, five he, yards. He, he broke the tackle. He, uh, he only lost one oh, yard. 
lost one yard. Yes. Like that's kind of like everything that's not Cooper Cup centric with this offense looks absolutely useless. I don't know how they fix that. And Micah Parsons is that dude. He's going to be a problem for them in this game, just like you know Nick Bosa was for the Niners in the last game. Uh, I don't know what makes the Rams this type of favorite status in this one, and uh, maybe you know, maybe I'll be wrong. I didn't play the Cowboys. Do I? I would have played. I would have played the Rams at three. Like, I, I why was, didn't I play the Cowboys? I was getting ready. No, I'm at this point. It's Cowboys or <laughs> pass. Like, it's it's probably a decent spot. It's an it's it's a tough game, but. Um, Maybe this is finally the defense that's able to stop the Cooper Rush show. Cooper Rush versus Cooper Cup. I don't have a strong opinion on continuing to. It feels like you're just you're toying with fire if you say like, "Hey, Cooper Rush gets to four and or Cooper Rush continues to play well." He's actually good though. Like I haven't seen. Oh, just it's been really lucky. Like he's played some decent teams. But at the same time, it was kind of a bad spot for like the the Bengals were in a bad spot to play them. And then the last two teams, it was like, well, of course Washington wasn't good on offense. They didn't have to do a ton. And yeah. then what was uh, what was the other game? The other Cooper Giants. Rush game? He Giants. Yeah. That, so that was in New York, which is asking. That's asking for. You know, that's a tough thing, a divisional game on the road, but it's still kind of a bad team. And that's before Saquon too. got going. Yeah, so, like, he's he hasn't played the toughest of opponents, but it's all been half-decent spots, or if it was a bad spot, it was a bad team. So yeah. he's he's a good backup, but this is a big ass. The Rams are not a bad team off one or two games. Yeah. They're still, they still have a bunch of superstars. That said, five and a half is too much. I'm okay. dangerously close to playing Cowboys like team right. total over. Let's touch on this. Uh, let's touch on this primetime game, and then we'll put a bow in this pod. The Bengals take on the Ravens. Both of these teams are two and two. I think the Bengals should feel lucky to be here at two and two, and the Ravens should be fucking furious <laughs> that they're two and two. Like, uh, what was the stat going around today? The Ravens have been trailing for 16 seconds this season. Yeah, the wrong 16 That's seconds. Crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy to be two and two and to be, you know, leading, you know, playing from ahead in every minute of your game so far is wild. That said, the Bengals should, could match up well against this Ravens defense and put some scoreboard pressure on them. The Ravens are a smart, analytically driven team. So I'm assuming that they are kind of in the know about the style of defense that frustrates Joe Burrow. I'm assuming. But Jamar Chase is still a problem in terms of speed against the secondary that has made, has made lapses and has made mistakes and can be beat over the top. On the flip side, I think the Bengals' defense is good and getting better. Um, I will 100% acknowledge that any kind of optimism or solid grade you have for the Bengals' defense this season is inflated. Because the quarterbacks they have faced have not been good. In fact, I think this is the first time that they're going to play a full game against a starting QB. Yeah. I mean, second half, Tua, second half Tua was something. And then, I mean, here's here's the point. Like, almost played, I almost played Bengals. I wish I would have gotten the hook. But, man, like, what in what world do we picture, like, uh, you know the co- oh God, well, I can't think of the coach's name. Zach 
Zach Taylor changing the game plan and be like, oh, hey, you know how to beat this team? We're just going to take the top off like uh, Miami did. We're going to score a shitload of points like Miami did in the second half. I just worry that it's going to be Joe Mixon, 23 carries for 28 yards, and you're so mad because you see, like, there's one or two plays that work, and they just never go back to him again. It's going to drive me up a wall. With the, I probably still end up with a Bengals ticket somehow. If it keeps going, I will tease the shit out of the Bengals. My God, but I, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'm gonna honest. get so mad at Zach Taylor if I have this ticket. I'll, I'll be honest. I have a ticket on the Bengals. I got it at three and a half minus one fifteen on Sunday. I might just play him straight up. I, I'm, I'm pot committed, big time with the Bengals right now, and I'm nervous. I'm nervous. This, this, they should take a step forward this year. They should. They're a young team. Everybody's Kellen, healthy. Like Kellen this is up. like yeah, if the Bengals st- yeah. Bengals stop themselves by calling bad plays. Um, yeah. This is a good point too from Sam Lipscomb. They did just kind of crush the, and I feel like it was a better defensive unit. Despite you know the injuries really did start injuries to catch up last year. Part two, but yeah, part part but two. It's, it's not that much time. different right now. And right, if they go with the game plan they used last week or last year. Yeah, they, they put up 40 points through the air, baby. Yeah, so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that the Bengals find get get to their very, very favorable prior that I gave them before the season started. Yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic. If the Ravens are two and three after this game, boy oh boy. <laughs> like they get they're gonna be looking in the mirror for a long time. Um, because they're gonna be like, How are we here? Uh, they're a better team than two and three, and they're going to be a bet on team through the middle of the season for me. I think the Ravens are. Lamar Jackson is still a very, very, very formidable matchup nightmare for most teams, but not the Bengals because the Bengals have two elite safeties. So I think the Bengals can get it done. I think they win. I hope they win. Um, that was a good point a from Fleabit Flea Peanut Monkey. Joe Burr. Yeah. He did miss a bunch of the preseason with the appendix stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's part of the reason we're seeing some of the not only the that, poor play from him, but the hesitancy from Zach Taylor to use him heavily. It's yeah. this is this was kind of his preseason. So if he gets a uh, peanut monkey is in my head. It's in like, your head. That is, I have been telling myself that every week. Like he, he missed a lot of yeah. he missed a lot of the preseason. Don't overthink this. I think we go Falcons team total under. For the secret pod play, what do you? What's your vote? I can I can live with that. They're they're a no little cord, bit no cord no cord no cord. It's, no it's a sell high on that offense as well. Banged up pits, London scheme, all of it is yeah. Bucks Bucks keep that team under ten. Yep. All right. Um, I'm not sure. under secret pod play. I'm not sure what that team total is. I feel like I have bet online open right now. If it's anything under seventeen and a half, I'm good. I mean, anything over 17 and a half. I like the under. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, do you want a worse price? You're, you're plum crazy purple, baby. Under 17 and a half for the Falcons. Let's go. Do you want to, are you going to dox yourself? Tell you, tell people what airport you're in? I'm in Sacramento. Clearly, because you're clearly in an airport. All right, I'm finding it now. It is 19 and a half. I will add that to my card right now. 19 and a half minus 110. So. Mm-hmm. Not even extra juice on that. We are on Falcons under 19 and a half for the secret. This has to get going because uh, we had Colts over the, in the game. They scored zero. We're about, 
about to get off the Schneid on these. We're back. We're back. Yeah, we we're are. back in that New York groove. All right, man. So I'm gonna go get on a plane. This was fantastic. Great job. Very efficient pod by us. Well it played. was super efficient. Uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow night. Are you gonna be from like a hotel again? We'll see. It depends we'll if see. I catch the serial killer or not. Yeah, please don't. Hot on this please trail. don't do that. Please don't die. I can't carry a halftime show by myself. I'd do it one time. So, again, guys, appreciate you. Appreciate everybody. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. At least give a thumbs up. That's a bare minimum. If you learned anything or if you had fun in the chat, listening to the you know the Jet Blues of the world and everyone else and Ahefs, Suddy Down Under. I don't know if we've seen this guy a ton. Seems like a newer one. He was very, or she, I don't know. Could be, could be a girl from Down Under. Uh, a lot What's what's the opposite of a mate? Or is everybody a mate when you're down under? A Matilda. A Matilda. There you go. But uh, yeah, that uh, Sunny Down Under's been all over it. This guy too, Fady. Yeah. Oh, it's got. Uh, yeah, don't fade Fady. He's got some sharp takes. So we'll catch you guys Thursday. Have a good one. Great pod, man. Killed it. I thought we kind of nailed. Papa Calls, long time JMC. I feel like this used to have a different name. I love love Sam Lipscomb, long time chatter. Ravens are in all that. Holt MK.